I am happy to be here with you today. And when I saw the bulletin with a different name, I had a dream last night that when I came, I looked on the bulletin and my name was Evelyn M. Shepherd. <laughs> so you're fine. Whatever name it is, it's fine. We're all familiar with uh, the chapter in Luke, chapter 10. There are three different main things that are happening there. We begin with Jesus choosing 72 of his followers to, do, to go and minister to others. And they return back to Jesus very happy because they have done joyfully the things that Jesus wanted them to do. They have accomplished what they were sent out to do. In the same chapter 10, we see the parable of the Good Samaritan. The man that is hurt and is left on the road and several people go by and they ignore him. And one person, supposedly a person that was an enemy, went and took care of him. But today's message comes from the last part of the chapter. And this relates to women and men. Just because we're talking about two ladies doesn't mean that the message is not there for you guys. Mary and Martha. They're two sisters. And all of us have heard the story and we have heard messages about it. And it's always different. Even for me, I have given, and I'm giving you a big secret, I have given this message before. And it was entirely different from this one. Because I saw something different as I read again. But we know that Mary represents the spiritual sister. The one that sat at Jesus' feet and wanted to hear everything that Jesus had to say. And Jesus himself said to her, you're doing the right thing, and this cannot be taken away from you. This is important, what you're doing. And then we have Martha. She's the busy sister. The one that is distracted by all the things that are going on. The one that knows that things need to be done. And she comes to Jesus and complains. What is going on in here? Nobody's helping me. Isn't this something that has happened to all of us? Why is it that I have to do everything all by myself? And if I don't do it, no one is going to. Raise your hand if you've been there. Okay? Martha didn't like to be left alone to do all the work. Neither do we. We need to have others with us to help. And this story of the two sisters represent, are representing the person in charge, Martha, ready to do the things that need to be done. 
and the other, Mary, is the example of a lady that is more interested in the spiritual things, in the life that is coming from inside. These two sisters have different personalities. And all of us have siblings, and we all have different personalities. I have three sisters, and we all have so much in common. And at the same time, we have lots of difference. Ma Mary and Martha, we know they loved each other. Remember way back how they're introduced to us. They live in a small village, Bethany, and they have a brother named Lazarus. Remember Lazarus? And remember that Lazarus dies, and they have to wait on Jesus to bring him back to life. And remember when Martha said, if you have been here, he will not be dead. And Jesus wept. There is such a friendship between Jesus and this household. That probably that's why he felt free to go there to ask Martha to be in charge of the taking care of business, and he enjoyed Mary. These good sisters love each other, but they also argue with each other. That's what it's all about. That is common in every one of us. More than once in the life of a meeting, we argue about what needs to be done and how things need to be done. And I see Mary and Martha's story as an opportunity for us as members of the Society of Friends and as members of this meeting to use them as a learning tool, opportunities to learn spiritual things and opportunity to help others. As humans, we have the need of finding God in our life, the God that can lead us to do other things, to experience new avenue. Without having the spirit to speak to us, we will not be able to do the work that the church needs to do. When we meet Jesus, then we are aware that our Christian life requires service and commitment. And things need to be done in our meetings, in our communities, in the world around us. And we're called not to be spectators, not to just sit there at Jesus' feet and just spend the whole day. We're also being called to be active Christians, looking around and see what needs to be done here, at home, in our communities, and in the world. Deep River has always been a faithful community. I mean, I go way back with you guys. And I'm so glad that I don't know everyone. 
because that means that the meeting has grown and new people have come in. The prayer has been an example of fellowship, an example of working together, doing the things that need to be done, never forgetting the spiritual part. I have long stories about chicken pie. See, I go way back when we used to get together in the old fellowship hall, and we had restaurant, and we, people would come over and buy, we served them, and it was Saturday and Sunday, we were exhausted and happy, we were here, and yes, Florence was worried the whole time that we didn't have enough beans, but we always did. <laughs> and I have a long list here of people that were part of my life, that I can see them working hard, doing what it needed to be done. But if I start mentioning them, I will forget some of them. You know them, because some of you are related to you. They're working together in fellowship. But I do want to mention two guys, Clarence and Stonewall Jackson. They used to work around the meeting house. And Gordon and I lived in the parsonage. And they would come to fix something in the parsonage earlier, maybe nine o'clock in the morning, and it'll be two and three o'clock and things were not fixed, but boy, did they had wonderful fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> and I never forget those guys coming in to do to fix a screen, a door, Gordon Wright, and it will be a, a job that took an entire day and lunch was included. <laughs> nice memories, but at the same time, memories that are together with the spiritual life and activities and reaching out to the community. The spiritual life that we have will lead us to action. Another story that I have is that relates to Mary and Martha is not only that we're dealing with the spiritual life and the life of action, but also hospitality. And Martha did her best to make sure that everyone was comfortable. The Bible doesn't tell us how many people were there. There must have been a lot of people when she got so anxious about making sure Everybody, everyone had what he needed to be had. When I came to this country, I lived in New York for a year. And then I came to Guilford. And I was the scholarship recipient of the United Society of Friends Women of North Carolina. So people from different meetings will invite me to go to their meetings. And I will have the little program about Cuba. And I came to Deep River, and I went to Maud Thornton's house, where uh, Marianne lives there now. And Michael McGee was a little baby, and I gave the program. And you ladies gave me a little wooden, it was a napkin holder from the uh, Orpha Cipher's utility craft. And you told me to, to use that to put my letters. And those of you that are younger, we used to write letters to each other. We, didn't, we did not do the internet thing and send a text and that took care of it. 
I still have that. That's the only napkin holder that I own. It's 55 plus years old. And you became my friends. And then when we moved in the, to the community and I became an American citizen, hey, Deep River gave me a big party. We have cupcakes, we had American flag, we had a whole bunch of you people coming to the courthouse to make sure that it was legal. <laughs> Hospitality, caring for one another, being there for one another is another lesson that this story of Mary and Martha teaches us. The three things that I want you to keep with you, even if you forget everything that I say with my Cuban accent, are... the importance of opening our hearts to God's voice and leading. Yes, we need to take time to sit at Jesus' feet, to learn from the teacher. Second, the importance of knowing that others need of our help. As followers of Christ, we're not to just be listeners. We have to be doers. There is action that comes because of our faith. And the third thing is to practice hospitality. Accept others that are different than we are, that maybe come from other places. Make everyone feel at home. One of my heroes of all Quakers is Elizabeth Fry. Elizabeth Fry is an example to me of Mary and Martha's drive to be better. We know her as a prison reformer. Her life changed at age 17 during meeting for worship. And she knew then that knowing God meant serving others. And she spent all her life doing that. Before she died, she told her daughter Rachel, I can say one thing, since my heart was touched at 17 years old, I believe I never have awakened from sleep, in sickness, or in health, without my first thought, wait a minute, from sleep, in sickness, or in health, by day or by night, without my first waking thought being how best I might serve my Lord. Will it be great if we wake up in the morning and we say, okay, how best can I serve my God? What opportunity do we have today to do something for others? Thomas Kelly is my second favorite person. 
The Testament of Devotion is one of my favorite books. And here is one thing that Thomas Kelly said. Life is meant to be lived from the center, a divine center. Life from the center is a life and unhurried peace and power. It takes no time, but it occupies all our time. And the second thought and final from Kelly says, we need not to get frantic. God is at the helm. And when our little day is done, we, we lie down quietly in peace for all is well. Maybe we continue to trust the leadership of the Holy Spirit that will help us to do our best.